Hello, everyone. Today for day is Labor Day. <laughs> Not when you're listening to this, but you know. No, you, we, for us recording, we are in the past, and today for day is Labor Day. I guess you can save this episode to listen to next Labor Day. Um, that seems that a little be... bit contrived. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like it, it would be, we're not going to be doing a lot of Labor Day-themed humor. It's just sort of that one, that today for day <laughs> is, in fact, Labor Day. So um, I'm sorry if you had to work. <laughs> Sucks. Sorry. Sorry to everyone. I'm unemployed, um, so I haven't worked in months. <laughs> I don't even know the meaning of the word Labor Day. <laughs> what is this labor of which you speak? I mean, I guess I could count <laughs> podcast as work, in which case I worked last week. <laughs> yeah. And the week before that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, you know, I don't. It's a fun hobby. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Who um... are we talking about? <laughs> Yes, so, uh, last week we were, uh, discussing Mephisto and, uh, talked about the fact that he was originally introduced weirdly as an enemy to the Silver Surfer, and then we were like, oh, I don't think we've done a Silver Surfer episode, we should do that, and, uh, guess what? Here he is. Here we are. Here, here comes, uh, here comes this guy. Um, here comes a shiny chrome man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Silver Surfer, um, Stan Lee's favorite character. Uh, interestingly, according to Stan Lee, uh, was not originally his idea, which... Is not that surprising because when you look at the Silver Surfer, you're like, yeah, this was probably Jack Kirby's vibe. Um, <laughs> this, this feels like it's got Jack Kirby written all over it. Yeah, he's he's a weird he's a weird sad space man. That that seems that seems to track. Um, but the uh, Silver Surfer was initially created in 1966. Um, in issue 48 of the Fantastic Four, um, which was the issue that introduced the concept of Galactus, obviously, um, if the Silver Surfer is there. Um, which, so, the Fantastic Four was Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's most popular creation that they did for Marvel at the time, which is surprising to a lot of people, I think, because they are definitely not in, like, the upper echelon of, like, popular Marvel characters nowadays. Uh, But at the time, they were kind of, like, the big, like, Lee Kirby flagship book. And the Galactus arc it was like three issues that covered this initial like appearance of galactus uh was considered and is still considered some of their like best work on it um so they came up with this story the way that the two of them usually worked is that they would kind of brainstorm like the story and the concepts together, uh, and then Jack Kirby would do, like, the art and the designs, and then Stan Lee would actually, like, write the dialogue and the narration, um, which is where a lot of the contention comes from, uh, later in their partnership, because Stan Lee being credited as the writer meant that he was getting a lot of the credit for, like, coming up with the ideas, uh, even though a lot of them weren't necessarily exclusively his ideas. But they came up with this, uh, this story for 
Galactus, this idea to introduce this sort of godlike universe level villain. We've talked about we've talked about Galactus for Villaintober, I think, before. That sounds um, about right. He's he, he's a big big man in a weird looking helmet who devours planets. Um, he needs to eat their energy to survive. Um, so this idea of having a villain who wasn't necess like wasn't you know a criminal. Or, you know, like a, a supervillain, but was basically a god and also wasn't necessarily evil so much as kind of a force of destruction for most life. Um, and they, so they came up with this Galactus story. They talked about what they wanted to happen. Uh, Jack Kirby went off and drew it. And when he came back, apparently, according to Stan Lee, um, there was, there was this guy, <laughs> there was a guy in the story that they didn't talk about being a, in the story, who was a silver <laughs> man on a flying surfboard going through space. Um, I and mean, I feel like this is one of those, like, well, it's, uh, easier to ask for forgiveness than acceptance. <laughs> Yeah, is, uh, exactly. I'm just gonna slip this little chroma man in here and uh, see how that goes over. <laughs> um, Stanley uh, described him as some sort of nut on a flying surfboard, which <laughs> is delightful. Um, and Jack Kirby explained his, you know, thought process for this, which was that uh, he thought that this character of Galactus needed, like, somebody else to speak for him since he was, you know, a massive planet-eating god. Uh, and also, apparently, maybe apocryphally, that he had him on a surfboard because he didn't want to draw any more spaceships. <laughs> Which is delightful. Um, so Stanley eventually agreed to this, uh, and it went on to be Stanley's favorite character, um, a you know popular Marvel character overall, um, and also I think like probably part of the reason why that initial Galactus story was so successful um because the the thing about like it's hard now when it feels like so many villains are like you know big powerful like omnipotent beings um because it's comics and you have to constantly be upping the stakes it's yeah hard to add in kind of like a human emotional element to something like that and a lot of the times it just ends up being you know a big cool explosive action series of action sequences um so having the silver surfer in there i think gave it kind of a lot more pathos and like a different angle than just we gotta come up with a way to stop this big scary man <laughs> um and he also like he has never taken on like a ton of like popularity um i think because there's like <laughs> it's there's like more backstory to understand um, but people who like the Silver Surfer really like the Silver Surfer, like Stan Lee. Um, and I think that part of that is just, like, sort of like the Hulk, like, kind of exemplifying this, like, Lee Kirby Marvel formula of just, like, really troubled heroes. Uh, so what's the, the Silver Surfer's deal? 
he is a, uh, he comes from a planet, uh, called Zenla. His real name is, uh, Norinrad, which is a great name. Um, That's the most apt name. Yeah, no, for real. Like, I don't know if they did that on purpose. I don't think so. But if you ride a surfboard through space and your last name is Rad, it's like, fuck yes. Absolutely. It's Rad. Yeah, you listen. Your name didn't lie. Um, So Zenla is a, uh, a planet that uh had reached basically a uh utopian state uh eradicated you know poverty and hunger and bigotry and crime uh and everyone was living in harmony um everybody was having a great time everybody was having a great time uh, except for Norrin Rad, and also his parents, who both ended up miserable. Um, but it became, as one would expect from a utopia, a little bit, uh, stifling. Um, I think, I think his, uh, mother killed herself because she, like, couldn't stand everything being perfect all the time. Um, Oof, oofa doofa. And, yeah. Um, and I think his father also did later. Um, Look, if you have, like, a suicide problem in your utopia, something's gone wrong. Yeah, it's not, it's not a utopia. There's something not right. Something has, something has happened. Like, did uh, they not fund the arts or something? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, there's always, always got to be something in a fictional utopia. Um, but Norin uh, spends his life sort of, you know, studying and learning uh, and you know, going against sort of the conventional wisdom of this planet, which is like, everything's fine. Um, and he has a, uh, a girlfriend, a, uh, a woman named, uh, Shala Ball. Um. Also a good name. But he still wants, you know, to like explore the universe and see what's out there and learn what's outside this uh seemingly perfect planet and then one day a uh big big man shows up rip and it's galactus obviously galactus devourer of worlds yeah yeah you know all right he's just he's just passing through um and he is here to devour this world uh and Norrin does not want his world to be devoured, obviously. Uh, and in order to protect the planet and its people, um, and his girlfriend, uh, offers to make a deal with Galactus, um, and serve as his herald so he can, uh, fly around scouting out planets for Galactus to potentially devour. I it's established later that Galactus has had a a lot of heralds like I he consistently throughout his existence like he had some before the Silver Surfer and he's had them after the Silver Surfer and you know he replaces them when they die or they manage to like escape or he fires them (laughs) so he just goes around eating planets and hiring assistants yeah yeah pretty much i i don't think it always happens this way uh but in this case it does it's day 3512 uh here on this ship i am out looking for galactus 
and he is going to hire me to be his herald. <laughs> I will find uh, him. I will. Um. Yes, I brought my resume as I travel through space. Yes. Yes. Uh, I I've, I've been writing down all the planets that I see that I think would be really good for him. So I'm ready. I've got my resources. And honestly, at this point, I yeah yeah I should um this this thing is falling apart. I don't know how I'm still flying. Um, <laughs> it's it's really it's really not. I kind of I kind of need his help on yeah. this one. If if Galactus could just hire me and make me impervious <laughs> to space, so I can tell him that I'm very motivated for this position. Yes. Yes, um, I will die. Uniquely. I will die otherwise. I need this job so bad. <laughs> um, God. So Galactus agrees uh, to Norrin's offer, and he uh, bestows upon him part of the power cosmic, which is the power that Galactus wields, which is what makes him basically a god. And uh, having this, like, amount of power gives Norrin the ability to, uh, like, absorb and control energy. Um, obviously, it makes it so that he can uh, travel through space and not need to, you know, eat or breathe and stuff like that. Um, he can, you know, go super, super fast. Um, he has done some, like, time manipulation stuff. Um, he can shoot, like, energy beams, uh, heal people, uh, make portals, um... Basically, basically, part of the thing is having an unspecified nebulous power that is just kind of, this gives you control of all energy, and then giving a character some of that means that you can kind of have him do whatever you want. Uh, except for forgive himself. Wow. Um, but he, uh, gets this power, but then obviously he is, uh, like, bound to Galactus, and Galactus has some control over his, like, soul, um, or his essence, because initially... Norrin was like, oh, no, he, nobody's ever thought of this before. I'm just going to, uh, ha like, take him to uninhabited planets to eat. And Galactus was like, no, no, that won't work. I need to eat the ones with people. And it's about the energy. It's about the energy. And also uh, they taste better. <laughs> And he makes it so that uh, Norrin isn't able to do that through, like, controlling his soul or his energy or, you know, it's Galactus. It just does, he just does it. He just says no. Um, so all of this happens many, many years before the Silver Surfer is, meets the Fantastic Four. Uh, not... Not many, many years in real time, but in the timeline of Marvel Comics. Not, this all happens, and then in 1968, he is in comics. Like, this is his backstory, when he meets the Fantastic Four. Okay. Um, and uh, also, he gets a uh, surfboard to travel through, to travel through space with. Um, the The silver... I think also is uh, Galactus makes him a uh, a silver man uh, because it's like a, a 
<laughs> like a spacesuit, basically. Um, I think the how else will we absorb and redistribute the energy? Yeah, it's it's really it's optimized for energy absorption. Um, I th- I think originally all of the 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 Zenla Zenlanians Zen. The inhabitants of, of Zen La. I think he just looked like a guy, like a normal, like a like a human man. You know, like it's comics. It's all they all look human. Got it. Yeah, they love to say it's so weird. This planet that is billions of light years away and completely different from ours is inhabited by beings who look exactly like us. It's like wow. how nature loves to make crabs the universe just loves making humanoids yeah exactly you're just whoops here they are humans (laughs) um but the silver surfer flies around for a while on his silver surfboard um finding planets for galactus to eat and eventually leads him to Earth, uh, where he encounters uh, the Fantastic Four. Uh, he fights them when he first shows up um, because they're like, hey, what is this silver surfboard man doing? And why is he saying these ominous things about the devourer of worlds? Uh, but he, they end up talking. Um, and notably, he uh, has an encounter with uh, Alicia Masters, who was the Thing's kind of love interest, who has been the Thing's, like, on-again, off-again love interest for a, a long time. Uh, Aren't they married she's now? Just, I think they're married. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> They've been through a lot. Um, but she's a... Um, She's a human woman, not a superhero. She's a a blind artist. Uh, But she is like, I don't know, I get like, I don't get an evil vibe from that guy. I think maybe he's not that bad and ends up... uh, It's her artist's soul, just, no, he's fine. Yeah, it's my my creative spirit. Um, It's good vibes. So ends up uh, helping convince the Silver Surfer, um, you know, along with him seeing the Fantastic Four and how, you know, they're all dedicated to protecting their planet and being, like, moved by it. Uh, Somehow not meeting Reed Richards and being like, oh yeah, Galactus should eat this one for sure. Uh, He, uh... Do you think he could just eat one Turns guy? Against, just one. Yeah, one guy. But he has terrible vibes. And maybe those would sustain him. Maybe the power of the vibes would sustain Galactus for a while. Um, he uh, turns against Galactus and distracts him and prevents him from actually arriving uh, to Earth long enough so that the Fantastic Four are able to secure this weapon called the Ultimate Nullifier, which is the one thing that can uh, stop Galactus. Because obviously, there's gotta be one thing that can stop Galactus. And if it's called the Ultimate Nullifier, you would hope it worked on, like, everything. Everything. Yeah, it's got Ultimate right in the name. Come on. Yes. Do you think, like... Other planets just look at that, and they should honestly just be like, "No, never mind. We're not invading. Forget Earth." <laughs> yeah, they stopped Galactus. Yeah, devourer of worlds. You would think we would get a lot fewer alien invasions in the Marvel yeah. universe. Okay. Yeah, guys, stop coming here. Go invade somewhere else. We have the ultimate nullifier. Uh. Galactus is, uh, successfully prevented from devouring Earth, uh, but 
he is uh able to uh use his power to trap Norin on the planet. Uh so he does get fired. Okay, um, but does he get fired or is this a timeout? He gets he gets a timeout. He has to sit in the corner and think about what he did. Uh you like Earth so much. Just live there. Try living there with Reed Richards. Galactus, can you come pick me up? They have this thing here called capitalism, and I don't like it. <laughs> it's bad. I ate it here. I'm sorry. I think I made a mistake, and you should eat it. <laughs> they have this thing called social injustice. Uh. I've never had that before. It's bad. I don't like it. I hate it. I regret wanting to leave my utopian planet so bad. It turns out non-utopias do suck. Um, so that that's how the, uh, the Galactus story ends up. And, you know, obviously, uh, the story is a huge hit. Uh, Stan Lee gets very attached to the Silver Surfer. It's not hard to see why. Again, there's, like, a lot to explore there between, you know, him coming to terms with, like, doing all of these terrible things in service to a uh, world-eating god, even though he made the deal to save his home planet that now he can't go back to, but there were a bunch of, like, other worlds that he sacrificed to save his home planet, and then, like, also the fact that he wanted to leave his home planet in the first place because he, like, really craved, like, freedom and adventure and seeing what was out there. And then he was, like, bound to a planet-eating god, and now he's stuck on a completely different planet. Uh, there's a, a lot... A lot of pathos. A lot of, of very comic book Marvel pathos. Um, like, you think it's just a little story about a guy on a surfboard, but no. No, here's a very sad man in space. What more could you want? Yeah. Listen, let me let me tell you let me tell you a space story. Um I I also think it's like probably not surprising um that uh Jack Kirby, eventual uh creator of Mr. Miracle, was like, hmm, I wonder how like being tied to this omnipotent evil being uh would affect someone's psyche when all they really want is freedom <laughs> interesting so the silver surfer uh was you know well received uh and after after this you know arc in fantastic 4 he ended up getting a solo title uh the next year which lasted for uh 18 issues and as with a lot of silver surfer stuff like i don't think it was especially like big mainstream popular cuz there were only like 18 issues of it but people who liked it really really liked it such as stan lee <laughs> writing it um I'm so glad that he came around. Yeah. Uh, Jack Kirby only did the art for the final issue. Uh, John Bushima did the rest of it. Um, but this was the book that uh, brought in the whole thing with Mephisto. Mm. Uh, so it followed, like, the Silver Surfer being on earth and like adjusting to uh life there he has like a few he has like a few encounters with dr doom um and uh he at one point uh he's <laughs> very sad he tries to like befriend the hulk um and the hulk tries to fight him um and uh it does like a few other things that are like like trying to help people that ultimately end badly um and he 
Rip. comes to the classic uh, comic book conclusion that Earth is uh, too divided and the only solution is to have everybody unite against a common enemy. Um, so he starts trying to just, like, destroy, like, various, like, communication systems and and stuff with his power cosmic. Um, Wait, so he decided he would be the common enemy? Yes. Not like, oh no, Galactus is coming back? No. He was just going to do it himself. Okay. You know, when, when you want something done right. <laughs> I I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, at that point, I'd be like, the Fantastic Four already knows that I'm a friend. Do yeah. you think that this will work, Norin? <laughs> really think about this. Yeah, buddy. It, it doesn't, for the obvious reasons that you think. Because the Fantastic Four is like, hey, buddy, what you doing? Y- you, you good? You wanna you wanna talk about this? Um and they eventually uh they talk him out of it. But I think this is the event that draws the attention of Mephisto, and he's like, Man, I gotta get my hands on this dude's soul. <laughs> it's that's a that's a juicy soul. Uh it's not even for- from this planet. He's not even from this planet, but I gotta, I gotta just have a little snack. Just have a little snack on that soul. Um, and he, uh, you know, uh, Mephisto style, he, like, uh, like, is, offers him, you know, his, uh, girlfriend back and, like, being able to, like, free him and let him go back to his home planet. And then the Silver Surfer's like, no, I won't make a deal with you, Mephisto. Mephisto's like, fuck! He keeps trying. Um, he also, um, he ma- he befriends a physicist named Al Harper, um, who ends up, like, uh, sacrificing himself to save the world from the stranger. So it's just a, it's just a very sad time for the Silver no. Surfer. Um, I mean, has the Silver Surfer ever had a good time? truly truly not um loki tries to make him fight thor um there like uh there's like an escaped like uh scientist from zen la named yarrow gort great name um all right dr gort (laughs) (laughs) how's it go how's your research going dr gort um and he, uh, after, uh, after that, the solo series, he, uh, ended up joining the, uh, Defenders, uh, the, like, I think the, the initial, uh, incarnation, which was first the Silver Surfer, the Hulk, and Namor, <laughs> which is, it's such a, a such a bizarre combination. Um and then Doctor Strange joins them, which doesn't make it any less weird. Um What is a superhero team, but a mishmashed amalgamation of power sets and personalities. <laughs> yeah. Personalities like thematic elements. Just nothing Truly nothing matching up. Um It's it's the um it's the meme where it's like a gay group on TV and then it's like actual gays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> each, exactly. each group has one no more <laughs> and a Doctor Strange. <laughs> and a Hulk. Yeah. Oh my god. Um so after the Defenders is, like, sort of the point where Stanley has established that he, like, doesn't really want anyone else writing the Silver Surfer. Like, he Legally, he can't make people not do it. Um, but... But he can't... But he can pick up his phone in the middle of the night, dial a number, and just breathe heavily into the yeah. line before hanging up. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
For legal reasons, this is a goof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he, you know, has, like, at the time he was, you know, saw it as sort of like, this was, one, this was his favorite character, but also it was like one of the only characters that he co-created that, like, other people hadn't, like, written yet so he sort of saw it as like the last character that was like really his um even though he didn't like it at first even though he didn't like him at first and it wasn't even his idea (laughs) um he and uh kirby wrote a graphic novel about him in 1978 um he wrote a like another like one shot or two um and then in 1987, um, Steve Englehart started working on a Silver Surfer solo series, um, which, uh, Stan Lee wasn't contacted about and wasn't really happy about, but <laughs> legally there was nothing he could do. Um, <laughs> and this took, uh, Norrin off of earth he man <laughs> he managed to find a way to get off of earth which was just he had not tried leaving in a spaceship instead of on his surfboard um, oh my god and uh it worked but he uh what if he, he had what if he had someone just like throw him into space super hard do you think that would have worked <laughs> you find Colossus and be like, I need you to do the fastball special of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He just gets a trebuchet. He uh, finds out that uh, Galactus has, like, partially destroyed Zenla in revenge. Um, But... He didn't even eat it? He didn't even eat it. It's just, it's still, like, it's still there, and they're able to rebuild it. And uh, that just Shalabal, seems like a waste. Yeah, he gives Shalabal like an even like a, a smaller fraction of the fraction of the power cosmic that Norin has, and like she's able to use it to like rebuild the planet, and she becomes Empress. But then she's like, "Well, we can't be together anymore because I'm Empress and I have like a duty to the planet." And he's like, "Oh no." Another thing for me to be sad about. Oh no, nothing can ever go my way. Um, he has other love interests that also almost constantly end in tragedy. He, like, uh, dates Mantis for a little while. He dates, uh, Nova, who is, like, another herald who, like, got taken by Galactus after Norrin. And he, like, you know, convinces her to, like, that this isn't a good thing to do, and then she dies. <laughs> um, rip. Yeah, rip, rip, rip. Uh, he dates Alicia Masters um, for a little bit. Um, I mean, she did say he had good vibes. <laughs> yeah, she loved his vibes. Um, he, uh... There's a uh, woman named Dawn who he has, like, a long-running kind of relationship with. Um, He, uh, for a little while, he is trapped on uh, Sakaar, the planet from Thor Ragnarok, where the Hulk gets sent to be (laughs) a gladiator. Um, And he gets, like, conscripted into the uh gladiator rings but the hulk is eventually uh able to uh to help him escape um he does he like goes there's a few times where he goes like back to being galactus's herald in order to like because <laughs> galactus is like i need you so that i can fight actually an even bigger evil <laughs> uh but for uh for a little bit he he's back to being 
Galactus's Herald, uh, and tries to kind of, like, avoid damage as much as he possibly can, um, and then leaves again, uh, and spends some time in Asgard, but during the period where Asgard was just kind of, like, in Oklahoma. Ah, yes. Little Asgard. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Um, he's, uh, gets possessed by Carnage just, like, once briefly, which I think was just because people wanted to draw Carnage flying around on a surfboard. Um, which objectively rules. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's also, I think, um, I think there's something where I was trying to figure out how, like, canon this was. There's, like, something where he finds out that actually Zenla was destroyed and then Galactus, like, recreated, like, uh, like a simulation of it. Um, weird. I, I, yeah, weird. I also don't know if that continued to be true or not. Um, but, uh... Yeah, he also, uh, he was in King in Black, uh, helping to, uh, (laughs) helping to fight some, uh, some symbiotes. Um, so, you know, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) Again, my issue with, not my issue, I, there's, like, a lot of Silver Surfer, like, conceptually that is very appealing, as we've discussed. I just, as people probably know by now, I don't have, like, the attention span for, like, the very cosmic stuff. So people start talking about a bunch of different planets, and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, (laughs) I can't focus on this. Pick, Um, like, one or two. Come on. Come on, please. Just give me, just give me one planet. Um, but, uh... The Silver Surfer is a very cool character, a very cool concept. I'm not surprised that Stan Lee loved him so much. And I think they were they were going to do a solo movie when Fox still had the rights. <laughs> and since Marvel's acquired them, I think they might still be planning on it. Um but they Gotta make a Silver Surfer movie. <laughs> they gotta, they gotta see the Silver Man flying around. Um, Fantastic Four Two wasn't enough. It, it, I mean, it was a bad movie. <laughs> it was not very good. Um, it's called Rise but, of the Silver Surfer, and then you know, very quickly, he did not rise. He did not. He did not. Um, no. Continue his upward trajectory into Absolutely not. mainstream fandom. Um, but you know what? But, Maybe next time's the charm. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, I'll say this. It wasn't a very good movie, but it was better than the Fantastic Four reboot <laughs> that they did. Um, boy, that was bad. Fan stick. <laughs> Ah, yes, fan stick. I um, cannot remember anything about these movies, except, like, Chris Evans was in the first one. Yes. And, um, wow, my brain has been really bad at names today. I couldn't remember Dylan O'Brien's name earlier in a conversation with my sister-in-law, and I was just like, I just looked at her and I went, Dylan. <laughs> She's like, O'Brien, I'm like, thank you. My brain was saying Sprouse, and I knew that it was not a Sprouse. No, it's not that, Dylan. It's another one. It's a different Dylan. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. There we go. That's that's the guy. I, I just had to go on a completely different train of thought before I could come back around and remember Michael B. Jordan's name. It's in the second one. But you one. did get there. Yeah. I liked him there. I mean, I did like to see him. Just a, just a, not a good movie. The Silver Surfer was not in that one, though. 
Maybe it would have been better. Maybe if they put the Silver Surfer in Fan 4 stick. Maybe if instead of Doctor Doom, like, coming back irrevocably changed, if, like, instead (laughs) Norrin Rat just showed up. Yeah. Doctor Doom just leaves. Doctor Doom's just like... Doctor Doom's just like, fuck you, Reed. I'm going home. I hate this. I don't wanna I don't wanna talk to you anymore. I'm gonna go do my own thing. I'm gonna go work on my sorcery. Um peace. Anyway, have fun with this guy, and he like walks away and there's like a shiny chrome man standing behind him. He's like, I'm I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. You guys can deal with this. This is truly above my pay grade. If it comes anywhere near Latveria, maybe I'll lend a hand. Otherwise, <laughs> peace. Bye. <laughs> doom out. Doom should say uh, doom out more. <laughs> I think he should. Somebody, somebody talk to him and convince him that that would be a good way to exit conversations. This episode truly has weird energy. I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> this is this is this our third week in a row recording at a weird time? I think so. Sorry, sorry about all of our energy. Let's <laughs> finish it up. I did not read any comics uh this past week. I did watch the first couple episodes of the Invincible show now that Ooh. I've finished reading it. Um, and, uh, I liked it. I, um... I I was so worried for a second that you were gonna be like, and I hated it. And it sucked. No, I liked it. Um, I... I like the things that they did change, I think, were good changes. Um, which hasn't been anything, like, major from what I've seen, but, like, some, like character changes some like kind of like shuffling things around like pacing wise i think was all like a good idea um the animation in like some scenes ends up looking a little bit stiff like the uh the like the fight scenes are really cool uh to watch but like a lot of the scenes that are just kind of characters talking just feel like a little bit flat um, but that's really my main critique. I think I, I liked it and I am excited to see more of it and see, uh, how else they adapt it. Because adapting, like, a pretty, like, long-running comic book series and one that was sort of meant to be read, like, as an ongoing series and not necessarily published to be, like, I mean, I, I don't know how much was outlined ahead of time. It reads, like, a lot, like, kind of, you know, there's, like, some fun, like, detours that ultimately don't really matter, but that are cool. Um, so I am very curious to see how they will uh, continue to adapt it. But it uh, it's neat. And a lot, like, great, great uh, voice performances also, which I love. So many freaking people in that show. Holy moly. <laughs> um, did you have anything? Any comics? I did not read any comics. I... My brain hasn't been um, working very well this past sure. week. I, yeah. I, did, I did catch up on The Seven... Uh, Dimension 20, because I fully did not watch episode 2 until the morning that episode 3 came out. Um, and then I watched the Crit Roll EXU wrap-up uh, the Thursday after that aired. Nice. So, you know, I I spent all day yesterday and this morning just reading Star Trek fanfiction, because my brain is like, hmm. This doesn't mean anything. I mean, I like <laughs> it, but like, it's like a, it's like, it's like an old comfort. It's like slipping yes. into a threadbare sweater that you haven't worn in a while, and you're like, ah, oh, yes, this is yes. nice. I absolutely understand. Um, hopefully, we can be that threadbare sweater to you, dear listeners, a comfort 
in your time of need. Um, you can uh, keep up with us, talk to us, see new episodes on uh, the internet, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, Instagram. All of those are just at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email address to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server where you can come talk to us. We're there pretty much all the time, so please stop by. We'll, we're just hanging out, just vibing. Uh, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, if you can't do that, uh, another way to support the show, if you're so inclined, is leaving a rating and review. Uh, which means a lot to us. We will shout you out on the show if you do so. Um, telling a friend if you think they'd be interested, if they want to know about this flying silver man. Um, and just, uh, just coming back and joining us as you have once again today. So uh, thank you for being here for Capes and Japes for this very <laughs> strange episode. Um, I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar, and as always, I'm just sitting in a breaking down spaceship with my resume looking for Galactus. <laughs> Boy, I hope that joke still makes it in, or that's gonna be <laughs> a weird sentence to end on. Bye! Bye! <laughs>